Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Dude, I was watching, uh, was rewatching uh, End of Watch, and just that this whole bit is one of the reasons why I think it just totally reminds me of like if you and I were cops, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, and then the, there's, um, oh God, what's his name? Oh, Michael Pena, and uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal gets up and he goes, um, he goes, I gotta go, I gotta take her to the symphony, and then he looks and he goes, all right, have fun doing that white people shit. He goes, hey, I'll bring her back a burrito. Welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks Podcast. I'm Stephen Vargas coming to you from uh, Los Angeles, California and coming from the world's wonderland, Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) Slightly less glamorous Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) Adam motherfucking Riley. That's right. What's really going on? Mm. Oh, what's really going on? You want to know what's really going on? Because I don't really know what's going on. That's why why I asked. (laughs) Just, you know, whatever. Well, uh, yesterday, well, you saw the pictures. I went to the Long Beach Comic Expo. And uh, that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not like a... It's it's really cool. If if you were still living here, you would have totally, like, geeked out there. It's not huge it's not big uh but it's basically where you go to talk to um artists and buy comics and shit uh-huh. that's pretty much it and uh you could spend good five hours there a couple little panels which were which were cool uh, a lot of networking panels if you wanted to try to you know you know do a web comic or you know you're an artist want to get a you know get a writer or vice versa um, but it was it was really cool. I went to that yesterday and uh, spent about five hours there. And it was and of course cosplay. So I got some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Adam found a couple that he really liked over there. Mm-hmm. Like an, hey man, it's all about that cosplay. You know what? I you know I like the sexy girls. Everybody does. But some 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 people go all out on those fucking costumes, man. You got to get Spider Man. That Spider-Man was dope, dude. How are you going to have a Spider-Man costume that's shaded correctly? Yeah. 
I know. He looked like he was right off the book, dude. I was <laughs> like, damn. I know. You looked at you said like the texture and just the, the colored out. When I I was sitting there waiting for a panel to um before to go in for a panel, and I looked and I went, holy shit, that costume looks legit. And all of a sudden, as he got closer, I'm like, holy fuck, dude. He's got like the shading and the abs, and I was like, hey man, can I get a picture? He's like, oh yeah, sure, man. That he does, you know, does his little pose, but it was like, dude, that was like fucking sweet. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be a bitch? If you ask the alien to get a picture, and they're like, "No, fuck you." I mean, hey man, <laughs> yo man, take the take the costume off because I don't want to ruin it. That's right. And I'm gonna kick your Fold ass. Fold that shit neatly, and then I'm gonna <laughs> fuck you up. Yeah, that Wolverine, the guy that dressed like Logan, uh, that was, was dope. He he looked pretty. He looked pretty legit. And oh my god, kind of cut too. That motherfucker's I, at the gym, dude. Dude, seriously, when he came in and I saw him at the first time, I saw like his fucking veins and his like biceps and shit. Like, like, suddenly, I'm sucking in my gut. You know, like, mm, yeah. <laughs> Snap it to a Slim Jim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and then that Lady Deathstrike was, but the one that I really kind of, kind of like was that Rogue. The, um, you saw that picture of Rogue. Yeah. Yeah. But she, she can't touch you. Uh-huh. <laughs> we'll figure something out. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll work with it, you know. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a, a, the 501st, which is the the Star Wars Legion guys. They were all there, and um, Star <laughs> Stormtroopers in kilts, which were actually pretty funny. Um, but yeah, it was actually a really cool time. And uh, it's only one day, and because um, you don't really need that for multiple days. But uh, later this week, we're gonna have um, our In the Ink podcast, which is our comic podcast, and I'm gonna talk a little bit more about. You know some of the, uh, the the artwork I saw and some of the shit I acquired while oh. there. But one thing that I had to say for this podcast is a bootleg copy of the Star Wars Holiday Special. You know that's a bootleg. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I mean, it was it was like they had this, and it was the booth. You know, there's always that booth that sells all the bootleg shit. You know like 10 bucks you know and and i'm looking through and it's all like the you know all japanese stuff and like you know um they had uh holy shit what was it the one oh yeah the this is old school so most of you folks won't even were probably won't even know this except the you, the guys my age and older will remember the original live action spider-man television show from the 70s i don't know i don't <laughs> Yeah, I know it existed. Yeah, that one. They had the season one of that. I know it looked whack as shit. Oh my <laughs> god! You, you just see him moving his arms as he's being repelled up the wall. <laughs> it was so bad, you know. Uh, but uh, even Stanley was like, uh, you know. It, but it was. Uh, they had that there, and then I was just searching through. I went, "What the fuck? Star Wars holiday special?" I mean, they added like Lucas and Love um cops the cops uh star wars parody and a couple of other stuff so i was just like oh my god i need to acquire this but my brother brought up a good point which is rare mm-hmm. if you know my brother especially adam's like uh That's is real that rare. yeah is that now that disney owns it disney could say you know what we need to release that because people are making money off of it why aren't yeah. we in it and Disney most likely will, too. Yeah. Even though George Lucas will be kicking and screaming. They'll be like, hey, 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 you got paid. I don't know why he fucking hates like that, though. Yeah. It's like your fans like it. Well, your fans you know I mean? like yeah. it because it's bad. 
<laughs> still. Yeah. Still. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I had to acquire that because, I mean, if you don't – if you haven't seen a portion of it, go to YouTube and you'll you'll see at least a portion of it. I mean, you have Art Carney, B. Arthur. It's just like Harvey Corman. It's just – and then Chewbacca has a wife and a kid, you know, so it's just like, wow. But, uh, yeah, I acquired that. Fitting right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, and uh, – Acquired it. <laughs> uh, from a dude in the trunk or what? <laughs> he had a van. It's like, see, Steve was out getting his crack, and he noticed another van <laughs> on the other side of the street. <laughs> well, you know, it was like he had a van. It was a little unkept, but you know, <laughs> ten bucks is ten bucks. He asked me if I wanted candy, but I just bought the DVD and yeah. did. <laughs> um, and uh, this weekend was my birthday. And uh, so, what? I was like, yo, birthday. <laughs> and uh, so I got a Kindle Fire HD for um, the seven inch. Don't need to get the bigger one. There's no Keep it modest. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I got a Kindle Fire, which was cool. And I got Sex Panther Cologne. I like how the Kindle Fire HD is the underplayed one. Yeah. It's, it's the one that, yeah, I got a Kindle Fire HD, you know, whatever, but Sex Panther Cologne, what's <laughs> up? That shit's funny. For those of you that have never seen Anchorman 1, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Exactly. And two, you need to see it right now. And the my it, I posted on – I post took a picture of it on Instagram and posted on my personal Facebook page. I should post it on the Lazy Geeks Facebook page. Um, and my uh, – my nephew was like, oh, please tell me it smells like pure gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I replied with, 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Maybe don't wear a bra next time. That's my favorite quote from the movie. <laughs> just the way he says it. Like, she's just walking away. He's like, Maybe don't wear a bra next time. It's <laughs> fucking so pimp. <laughs> Paul Rudd was awesome in that movie. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. But yeah, so it was funny too because I my you know my at my brother's job I was looking through his cologne and I'm like uh, he goes yeah this one sells I'm like oh, I don't know why and then I look and I go holy shit you have Anchorman Sex Panther why did I not know about this <laughs> and I was like I need this for my birthday you know it's like yes <laughs> it's like I, this isn't a request yeah this, this is, is a demand <laughs> this is going to happen <laughs> uh you have this. Price is no object. <laughs> yeah, so I had a, uh, a horrible week last week. Commend, um, commend you for still getting most of your stories up this week. Yeah, that's right. I only missed one of them. Yeah. There was one story. I think it doesn't make much sense because I literally was – I think I was sobbing while I was typing that fucking story. <laughs> so let me paint a picture real quick. Monday and Tuesday, I had the days off. Fully enjoyed them. No problems. Wednesday, I wake up, and I'm like, I'm sitting in the car going to work, and I'm like, fuck, man, my, my, my side of my back hurts, man. Like, I think maybe I slept on it wrong, whatever, because it doesn't hurt that bad. Get out the car. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. I'm at work, and I go, um, I think I need to go to the emergency room. I, I think that needs to happen because <laughs> something's, something's wrong. And they go, what are you talking about? I thought your back just hurt. I'm like, no, something's wrong. 
Like I didn't – I'd never felt that much pain and it was just in one area and I knew that's where my kidney was. Right. It's also where my – kind of where my appendix was too. So I was kind of like, fuck because um, I still got that. <laughs> so I was dropped off. So somebody at work took me to the ER up the road and they get, they're like – they make you wait and shit. I'm like, I'm I'm pretty good with pain. I'm squirming in pain. That's how much it hurts. Like I'm fucking breathing heavy. I'm like, fuck, what the hell? And I'm kind of freaking out too because I don't know what's going on. Right. I could die. <laughs> so, blah blah blah. Doctor comes in, like, 45 minutes later. I was watching to keep my mind off of it. I was watching the Justice League cartoon on my phone, <laughs> like a boss, of course, which really wasn't helping. Um, she says we're going to give you an ibuprofen shot. I'm like okay, so a cute little nurse comes in. Not start it, rolling. Did that music come on when she what? came in? You know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> So I started I started rolling up my sleeve and she's like, Oh no no, this this has to go um in your backside. That's what she says. I'm like, You gonna shoot me in the ass with that? Yeah, my dinner first. <laughs> I know. And she the funniest thing though, she goes, Um, do you have a preference on which side? I'm like, It's your you know what I told her? Word for bait. I go, It's your potty, darling. <laughs> Lady's choice. You know, spin the wheel, go right ahead, do whatever you gotta do. Well let me so get she, let me give a hand crank right here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like why would I have a preference? Some well, people. I, I, I favor the left cheek. <laughs> Who gives a fuck to shoot it? So that that worked because you know it's ibuprofen, it's an anti-inflammatory. Um, she did the check and all that, and she's the doctor, and she goes, "Well, it's not your appendix; it's probably a kidney stone, but you got to follow up with your doctor tomorrow." All right, cool. Gives you a prescri- prescription of ibuprofen, ibuprofen eight hundred. <laughs> so you weren't feeling shit by that time, right? Pretty much, and then. Um, so, what else happened? So, the next day I go to the doctors. They confirm it's kidney stone. I get a new doctor because I didn't have a doctor because I'm one of those people <laughs> who never goes until, you know, their kidney's on fire. So, my new doctor's smoking hot. I'm sitting there just paying complete attention to everything she's saying and agreeing with it all while my wife is sitting in the room. So, that was weird. <laughs> um, you just looked at her and go, don't. Don't worry about what you're about to see. <laughs> yeah. I know. So this was Thursday, and she says you have a, you obviously have a kidney stone. Blah blah blah. They did the scan. Blah blah blah. I'm like, okay, cool. She's like, I'm like, so we're gonna laser this out or what? What are we doing? No, no, no. They're not that big. You just have to pa- you have to pass it. And I'm like, fuck, man. Uh-huh. So then, all, nothing happened on Thursday. There was pain and stuff. Like I was in pain all day, but nothing happened. You know, so basically I'm in pain all day and I'm terrified every time I go to the restroom. I'm talking terrified, dude. Mm-hmm. Like literally scared. You know, so whatever. So I take like two ibuprofen 800s and I go to sleep. <laughs> I was like, fuck them out. So I wake up on Friday and early morning, just mass pain. I'm like, fuck. Pass a stone, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm done. No, no problems, right? Right. It, was, it wasn't that. It was painful, but it wasn't that bad. Nope. Later in the day, here comes stone number two. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> and this this one was like the angry evil twin of the first one because it was all fucking sharp and shit. Oh, dude, this is how painful it was. I'm gonna be real with you. I'm gonna be real with the audience right now. Okay. 
taking your piss, pushing, pushing, comes out. I dropped to the bathroom floor and I woke up 15 minutes later. Oh. That's how fucking bad it was. I woke up drooling on the bathroom floor like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. But I'm done now. I'm oh. done. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. I still was doing my stories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that yeah. sucks so bad. So, moral of the story is, kids, drink plenty of water. <laughs> Ease up on the energy drinks is what the doctor told me. And um, just don't be a dick. That's me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we can move on into the news now. I'm starting to hurt again. Just, <laughs> just yeah, I, I'm a little squeamish. Just like listening to that, like oh, oh, that's horrible, dude. Well, I'm glad you made it through though, because when you told me that, I was like, oh fuck, dude, that's gnarly. You you know this one last thing. You know it's something fucked up when you go to work. And all your friends at work are ready to make fun of you for missing three days. And right. as soon as you tell them what it was, nobody makes a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly it's like Every, everyone's sympathetic to your plight. <laughs> oh man, that sucks, dude. Sorry to hear about that, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit. Well, now you can just go. Now you can say like, you know, if somebody goes, "This is gonna hurt," is it, is it gonna be like passing a kidney stone? No, then it's gonna be fine. Go right ahead. Yeah. I was like, you could punch me square in the face. I don't even give a fuck. <laughs> I Do pa- it. I passed a kidney stone. I passed two kidney stones in one day. Painful skeet, skeet, skeet. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was no skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> fuck that. Oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, I think it's time we head into some uh, into some news. Skate, 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 skate. <laughs> My angry skeet all hey. over these kidney stones. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right. In uh, movie news this week, uh, actually television news this week, Jack Bauer will attempt to run out the clock again. However, it will not be in the feature-length form we heard about last year. Series star Kiefer Sutherland is in talks to return as the CTU agent in a limited-run event series. Deadline is reporting that no firm deals are in place, and since his new series Touch is all but canceled, he would have some availability to come back, um, availability to bring back the series. And it seems that Fox is looking at 24 as part of their recent push for limited series runs. Limited series events are usually shorter than run, um, shorter run series, which consist of 10 to 13 episodes. But how they will work into the whole 24 time frame remains to be seen. 24 showrunner Howard Gordon, who is also executive producer of Homeland, pitched a new story starting from scratch, and Fox and Imagine TV seem to be all be on board. The thought of it coming back, even for a limited series run, sounds like a better idea than the movie. Fox has always been hesitant on pulling the trigger for the show, especially since they know not everyone will come out to support a movie. More viewers, especially seeing the series on cable or netflix would be more inclined to pick the series up again um i was a big like adam and i talked about this before the podcast and uh i was a huge 24 fan uh started to get a little weird when you get into season six and seven but the way it ended in eight you always felt like jack bauer needed that redemption he needed to to come back somehow so 
uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Jack Bauer come back again because America needs a Jack Bauer. America. 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 Fuck yeah! <laughs> uh, yeah, we were talking about. I don't. I'm. I wasn't into it, but see, like, I don't really watch TV. So any show that I have to really dedicate my time to, like, if you miss an episode, we we, we were talking about Lost too. I can't. I can't really get into shit like that. Even Battlefield. Battlefield Galactic was the only show that was like that that I got into, and even then, I watched it on DVD. <laughs> like I can't, I couldn't, I just can't do that. Yeah, I'm too busy doing other shit. I got shit going on. See, Doctor Who's easy because it's not on that long. And plus, it's yeah, it's only like what six or seven episodes, and you get a break. Yeah, you know, I mean, which comes with its own negatives, but <laughs> <sighs> the Doctor. Um. Oh shit! Almost, almost jumped the gun. Skip the fucking shit. All right. This um, article is from IGN, so kudos to IGN for writing this article. Um, Class will continue to be in session at Greendale. NBC has renewed community for season five. It's been quite a turbulent year off-camera for community, beginning with the show's renewal this time last year, which was quickly followed by the news that creator Dan Harmon had been taken off the show, and several writers-slash-producers were also leaving. Um, Season 4 then saw the departure of Chevy Chase after some rather well-documented incidents of displeasure with the series, while fans had to wait many months for the show to return after it was delayed from a planned October debut. Uh, While Community continues to have low ratings this year, it suddenly wasn't looking so bad compared to the rest of NBC's (laughs) struggling schedule especially with The Office and 30 Rock in their final seasons. Now it's become only the second of NBC's current comedies to get a renewal after Parks and Recreation, with everything else canceled except for the new normal. Oh, wait, update. New normal got canceled, too. Sorry. Sorry, new normal fans. Mm -hmm. Um, We still don't know community's exact... Oh, God, I hate this update shit. Just delete it and put the real information. Um, 13 episode renewal. So they got renewed for 13. So a season. Um, and then there's there's rumors of Dan Harmon coming back for the season two. So season five, I think, should be the, fe- the final season. Yeah. If they go any farther than season five, I think the, all of season five should be wrapping up the characters' individual storylines. Just just wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap it up. Because one, and, and this is something Steve brought up. They're in community college. How long are they going to be in community college? Because there's a point when they just start looking like idiots. Yeah. Season eight, you know, it's going to be like they're still working, trying to get that last credit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now Chevy Chase, I guess, is going to be – he will be completely gone from season five. Oh, yeah. Because he was all through season four just really small. Like he was only in that damn study room and just a little one-liner here and there, and that's it. And he, he they made him look like – um. He was, like, losing his mind. Yeah. Like, he would say just random shit. I'm like, why even put him there? Just take him out. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I told Adam early on that I still have the bulk of season four on my DVR right now. And part of it was because I haven't really been all that impressed in the beginning of season four. But 
saving up the episodes gives me the chance to be able to watch them back to back so then I can feel like I can properly, you know, check out the series. So, mm-hmm. so you know, in, in a couple of weeks or so, you'll probably hear me come back again about Community. But, uh, yeah, I know. It just seems like if they bring Dan Harmon back, it'll be nice because then he can kind of tie up everything. But I don't know. I mean, everybody's got a chance to chill out, but, you know, Dan Harmon could still be harboring some ill will towards NBC. You know? I don't know. It's all that fucking politics bullshit. And I think all that shit really ruined the show. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, it was just a lot of infighting and silly shit. But, um, I think Community still it was one of my favorite shows of this decade. Yeah. Definitely. Our last decade, or whatever fucking decade it started in. The tens? I don't even know what you're supposed to call it. The zeros? The zero. Yeah, the, yeah, I know. Um, the turn of the century. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think season five, if they go to a season six, which is funny because I don't even know why it's on season five. The ratings for that show suck. Yeah. Like, no one seems to be watching it. They canceled Whitney. Yeah. And I like that show. Yeah, Whitney was awesome. I don't know what the hell that was about, but... But then they renew Parks and Recreation. That show gets on my nerves. <laughs> the only thing I like about that show is the um, chick from the World of Warcraft commercial. <laughs> the one who the one who acts really... Because she's kind of cute, dude. I'm just saying. But, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to gaming news. Gaming, gaming news? Gaming news? Gaming, gaming news, yeah. I think which, ga- is, which is uh, all PS4 related. <laughs> yeah! Yeah, I know. I saw that. I'm like, oh wow, we got PS4 PS4 news this week. That's right. All right. Well, there is not there is something to be said for a company that learns from its previous experiences. I know people have come down on Sony over the last few years, but it seems that they are learning from their past experiences with the PlayStation 3 going into the PlayStation 4. During the company's earning call on Thursday, Sony Chief Financial Officer Masaru Kato explained that they are not taking the same approach as they did when launching the PlayStation 3. In the it is common knowledge that the company was taking a financial hit every time a console was sold. That doesn't seem to be the case going into this console. Quote, one thing I can say f- uh, for the new platform PS4, how it is different from past platforms, is the amount of investment that goes into the basic architecture components for the hardware device in much lighter than the past platforms, he said, according to CVG. A little more... To be a little more specific, when we launched the PS3, initially we had a negative margin on the on each unit that was sold, which was quite big. But it, it did come down over time as we reduced the cost of the console. However, the initial investment was quite big due to the fact that we had designed the cell chip from scratch, which cost a lot of money, hundreds of millions of dollars. In addition to that, we had an invest money developing the silicon conductor fabrication technology as well as the cap capital expenditures for producing the chipset all of these amounted to billions of dollars of investments for the platform which had to be recouped as we sold software and hardware compared to the business model playstation 4 utilizes a core chipset which we had we have designed it with our own technology but the core of the cpu is something that's available available ready and we are not designing the chip from the ground up in addition to that Semiconductor processor technology and fabrication processor processes technology are we are relying from outside source on from out relying on outside sources for production capacity we are relying on outside sources which means we 
don't spend our own money to get the chipset ready. That, I think, is the fundamental difference in the business model this time and the reason for us taking not taking a big hit in the initial year of production of introduction of the PS4. In simpler language, it's cheaper to modify existing technology than, than creating new tech from the ground up. This is a practice that's used by many of the big companies like Microsoft and Apple, to name a few. Will that mean the console could be cheaper than rumored online? It's it. I doubt it, but it does mean that it will make money. F um, that the company will make money on every console sold, and that's always good for business. It's good for business and different because yeah. they're they usually take a loss. Yeah, I'm excited about it. You know who else is excited about the PlayStation 4? Who? Ubisoft. Ooh, nice segue. So thank you. <laughs> it's nice to hear when an upcoming console is a good piece of equipment, much like Steve just mentioned. Or a cheap piece of equipment, anyway. Um, <laughs> but most of the time, we hear it from the company that made it. It's great for a company to be confident in their product, but they're they're the first you would expect to give it a glowing review. Uh, when a gaming developer calls your console a quote perfect jewel, however, Ooh. it causes people to pay attention. Are you paying attention, Steve? I know you're paying attention. <laughs> Assassin's Creed developer Ubisoft is speaking about Sony's upcoming PlayStation 4 in a very positive light. Associate producer Sylvie, Sylvain? Yeah. Trotter? Ooh, that's a Frenchy name. Um, <laughs> specifically spoke on how the PS4 is catered for the developer. Quote, The beauty of working with Sony, honestly, on this console for this generation was the fact that it was built... For the game developers, Trotter said. And to be really honest, Sony fixed all the issues that could have been there on the console. And right now, I think it's up to us. I don't know why I'm reading like a robot. Um, <laughs> like we have a perfect jewel in our hand. It's up to us to push the bar and make it shine. Ooh, shine bright like a diamond. Yeah. Hate wow. That hate that song. Um, aside from that, Trotter... I know it's French, so I know it's not Trotter. <laughs> Trotter, you know. Uh, gave praise for... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I guarantee. Um, <laughs> gave praise for the PS4 being a lot more intuitive and how the higher hardware uh, capabilities of the system will allow developers to go the extra mile. Of course, that could be said about any generation, but it's still nice to hear. Uh, another quote, all little details that you cannot right now put on the current generation of consoles because the console is running 100% right now. He said, that sentence is a little weird. I think maybe English is the second language here. But he's, ba he's basically saying um, that we, we've peaked this generation, which kind of goes without saying, being that the next generation is around the corner. But what he's, what he's saying, ain't, ain't, it's true. <laughs> like, I don't think the, the current systems can do much anymore past what they're doing now. Yeah. Um, so he says, so you cannot add all these little details that are going to make the game even more beautiful, more immersive. Ubisoft's next title, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, which looks like the coolest Assassin's Creed yet. Like the pirate one, dude? That's yeah. Dope, dude. That's going to be... Slated... Go ahead. Do you, do you want to continue interrupting me? Or you want to... Um, let me you see. Take, you want to take the bass out your voice real quick? No. Um, no. I think I'm done. No. <laughs> for an October 26th release on current consoles and also in development for next-gen systems as well, although a version for Microsoft's next system has yet to be confirmed. But of course, it's going to be on it. 
Um, they've only confirmed the PlayStation one because Sony's like balls deep in marketing right now. Um, I'm I'm digging it. Yeah, I mean Ubi, Ubisoft. You know, you could say Ubisoft has problems with DRM on the PC. Like they, that's their issue right now. But they're a reputable company, and and they're they're talking about the PS4 being the shit. Perfect jewel, homie. Well, I mean, you you look at Ubisoft, and you have to admit, I mean, they're kind of like they're kind of like Rockstar. Like you always can kind of pretty much go like it's going to be awesome. Whatever Ubisoft puts their shit behind, it's going to yeah. be solid. HQ. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not one of those companies that's hit or miss. Like, yeah, ninety-nine percent of their shit is is top shelf. I mean, they they focus more on Assassin's Creed, but still. Yeah. What did Ubisoft even come out with? Oh shit! Is it a Wikipedia dive again? <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you know, them them saying like, oh yeah the ps4 is a jewel and then you you kind of have to be like damn because you already but still though anybody that doubted that hasn't really read the specs of the ps4 that thing sounds like a beast like it's like it's gonna run like a v8 engine you know it it just is gonna be that powerful and uh i'm excited for it but you know i mean I, i got a partial for it right now you know, but I, I'm waiting to see what the Xbox comes out with. Determine whether I'm going to go full on. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards the PS4 right now, but it's premature because we know nothing. Nothing's been confirmed about the new Xbox. Yeah. You can't run on just rumors alone because then you just end up looking like an idiot. Although sub sites do. <laughs> some sites do. Yeah. Some sites do. And you know I what don't. you know what those sites are saying right now? Since you're throwing a lot of big words at me, I'm gonna take them as disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> Since you're throwing a lot of big words at me and I don't know what they mean, I'm gonna take it as disrespect. Watch your mouth <laughs> and help me with this news report. Am <laughs> <laughs> I Willis? Am I always gotta work in an forty uh, year old virgin. I can't remember where I saw this. But it was a rumor about the Xbox and they, they actually said factual rumor. How do you, what's factual rumor? That doesn't even make any fucking sense, man. Exactly. What, what is a factual rumor? Like I think they were trying to tell me that it's a rumor that because there's rumors that you'll read it and go, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, like a stupid rumor. Like, oh, it's rumored that Netflix will be on the new Xbox. Yeah. No shit. It's kind of common fucking sense, you know. But technically, it's a rumor because Microsoft hasn't officially said right. Netflix will be on the new one. <laughs> um, well, big rumor right now that I, I feel is 100% true is um, that they're going to be using the Blu-ray format. But that yeah. just makes sense. I mean, yeah. What are they going to do? Come out with a new HD freaking DVD again? Like, come on. Yeah. What you is, know, so it's going to be. Oh yeah, the new uh, Assassin's Creed is going to be eight discs. <laughs> yeah. But the big rumor right now is the always on thing, and then that's getting de- rumors are getting debunked by rumors. When rumors get debunked by rumors, it's time to not pay attention anymore. Yeah. It's time to back away from the computer, go take a walk. Yeah. You know, just it's. That's actually once that article came. You saw that article, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. New rumor debunks. That's when I just stopped. I'm not. I'm not even fucking talking about the new Xbox anymore because it's just getting ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. 
Unless something, if Microsoft says something, I'll say something. But if it's anybody else, or if Sony talks some shit, I'll say that too. But <laughs> if, it's, <laughs> if it's anybody else, I don't care. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it's Once you start getting into that, that's where I saw that. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Okay, we're done. So, all right, well. I'm trying, I'm trying to bring the people quality, not quantity, quality. Yeah, and it, that's one of the things, like, you know, we don't sit there and do late breaking. Like, we don't do, like, IGN and all those other sites. Update this, update this, update this, update this. Um, for most part, we give you a 24-hour cycle. When the news comes out, yeah, we'll report it on the next day, but at least at that point, we'll be able to give you a concise post of the information. Yeah, and, and we rarely update because if it if it seems fishy, I'm not gonna fucking talk about it. Yeah. If it's like, oh, unless it's a slow news day. Well, yeah, then I'll say <laughs> this is a rumor, but and I'll even say in the article, this is a rumor, but it's a slow news day, so here we go. Exactly. Enjoy enjoy the ride. Right. You know, because <laughs> I don't have anything else to talk about. <laughs> Oh man, I know. <laughs> I just saw this. Uh, I speak sarcasm. Uh, post that says it only takes a second to show someone how you feel about them, and police call it indecent exposure. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, that's a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, oh, sorry, that was too close to home for you. I got it. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> All right, moving into comic news. Uh, Spawn fans may remember the old Neil Gaiman character of Angela that made her first appearance in Todd McFarlane's book. Uh, in the recent interview with Entertainment Weekly, Marvel's head honcho Axel Alonso talks about her return to the Marvel Now. Angela is set to make her return in the pages of Age of Ultron number 10 by Brian Michael Bendis and Neil Gaiman with artwork done by Joe Casada. Quote, we took what Neil had laid down for a character and found a way to collaboratively fold her into the Marvel Universe in a seamless way, uh, he told Entertainment Weekly. What's fascinating to me about what we have done is Angela is clearly part of the Marvel Universe by the time people understand her backstory. Uh, it's as if she's always been there. It doesn't feel like we just opened up some portal and brought something new or strange com and completely different into our universe for a change. That I added. But, um, yeah, it seems that Marvel's using the Age of Ultron for a big setup for something. Um, the th possibility of the whole Thanos infinite deal, mm -hmm. but who knows? It's, um, I thought this was kind of interesting because it's very few times that they bring back a, a Neil Gaiman character. And, uh, if you want to check out her artwork now, which some people like and some people don't, you can check it out on thelazygeeks.com. Yes. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> Angry skate. Skate, 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 skate. <laughs> so, I cheated a little bit. As you While did. this is technically a video game article, it's about the comic book universe. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's now been confirmed that the latest DC fighting game, Injustice Gods Among Us, will be getting a new character to play with, as well as a costume that kind of goes along with her. So Batgirl, who I think is a badass character, will be making her appearance through the latest upcoming DLC. From the video, which is in this article on <gasps> thelazygeeks.com, she seems to be voice casted well. 
and has some pretty slick moves. She's kind of funny, dude. She's <laughs> she's throwing some one-liners out there, heavy chocolate. Um, <laughs> excuse me. You may have noticed that she's fighting the Joker, who is dressed a bit differently. For those that may not know, I'll go ahead and explain why all this goes together. So here's a little history lesson for you, kids. Pay attention. This is and what's the pet- pathetic thing is all just from my head. I have to look any of this up. <laughs> you probably <laughs> yeah, just you probably just read it. Um, <laughs> Batgirl or Barbara Gordon uh, and the Joker go way back to 1988 to be more exact. In the graphic novel The Killing Joke, the Joker was attempting to drive Commissioner Gordon insane by torturing him in a few different ways. One of these events saw the Joker walk into Barbara Gordon's home, shoot her in the back right in front of her father. This paralyzed her from the waist down. Obviously, the paralyzed thing is not a problem anymore because she's now Batgirl, but we won't get into that. So Joker was dressed in the same outfit that you see in the video as you see him dressed when he shot Barbara Gordon. So he has like a... He looks like he's going on like a Hawaiian holiday. And then he has like a camera around his neck. So that comes with the DLC too, which I thought was a nice fucking touch. Like it was a nice nod to the book. Yeah. Um, Because Joker was already a character in Injustice, obviously. They didn't have to throw that in there. And I just thought that was really cool. And now, you know, you know, fanboys are going to be like, oh, well, obviously Batgirl and the Joker need to fight now. (laughs) Yeah. So, and, and, you know, in the video, Batgirl wins, obviously, but... Uh, watch the video because it's pretty dope. It's two minutes and thirty nine seconds of them kicking each other's ass. That's... I need to get this. I need to get this fucking game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it looks badass. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the the game is a lot of fun. Um, it's Mortal Kombat style, and but we've talked about that before. It's yeah. uh, it's just a lot of fun. All right, so off into tech news. <laughs> Recently it became widely known that you could download MP3 versions of songs played on the music streaming surface, Spotify. How uh, using a Chrome extension, Downloadify, you were able to grab any of the over two, 20 million songs available on the service. After the story broke wide open online, Google was quick to make sure the extension was removed from the Chrome Web Store, but it was still available from GitHub. Apparently, that doesn't mean anything anymore, as it's no longer uh, able to connect with the web player, according to The Verge. Later on, developer Robin Aldenhoven confirmed that the tool no longer works. He claims that the project would not be updated to circumvent Spotify's new security measures, noting that the service employed a more streamlined and secure protocol that makes it more difficult to request store tracks. Once the story made news, I knew it was only a matter of minutes before Spotify would update their security to make the extension pointless. While everyone is interested in this type of news, once it makes headlines in some more mainstream tech sites, it means that its end is coming quickly. For those of you that had it, I hoped you enjoyed it. <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, we all knew that wasn't going to last. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. What? I mean, we knew. We knew. You knew. You know. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> Shit. All right. Let's let's wrap this news up. So Windows 8 launched only, I said six months, but I think it's more like seven months ago. Um, and since that time... Since that time, they've had their ups and downs in the press. Um, in January of this this year, Windows 8 only had 2.3% of the computer-using market, 
after announcing they had 60 million licenses sold. Uh, Microsoft has now announced Windows 8 holds 100 million licenses sold to date, 40,000 more than January if you're keeping score. So, quote time, Windows 8 is a big, ambitious change, said Microsoft exec Tammy Reller. While we realize that change takes time, we feel good about the, pro- the progress since launch, including what we've been able to accomplish with the ecosystem and customer reaction to the new PCs and tablets that are available now or will soon come to market. Um, included in the 100,000 number is all computers and tablets that came preloaded with Windows 8, as well as all upgrades, um, which kind of thins the number out. It's, not, it's, it's less impressive when you think of it that way. Um, Reller has confirmed, even though we already knew, the upcoming Windows 8 update, Windows Blue, will be arriving later this year. She just confirmed it, but we already knew that. Um, the Windows Blue update is also an opportunity for us to respond to the customer feedback that we've been closely listening to since the launch of Windows 8 and Windows RT, said Reller. Uh, many feel that Microsoft isn't listening to their customer base at all by not adding a start menu. For those that aren't enjoying the start screen idea and would rather have the classic start menu, you may have to wait a bit longer if it happens at all. Um, the rest was a little half-asleep rant that I went on about the people whining about the start <laughs> menu, uh, and I'll just uh, save everybody from that. Um, <laughs> my my thing with Windows 8, I like Windows 8. I'm not currently using Windows 8 as of today, but I, I like Windows 8. Um, I've, I've been thinking about this lately, about the whole, oh, I want a start menu and this and that. It's it's a bigger issue than just people being annoyed because it's 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 hurting the PC market. I mean the P, PC market since Windows 8 has come out is sinking yeah. pretty pretty bad, you know. And that that's a few different factors. It's not just Windows 8. Tablets are becoming much more popular for the light computer user. It makes more sense to get a tablet if all you want to do is pay your bills, watch a YouTube video, and check your email. Right. Um, but the backlash with Windows 8. And Windows 8, no one's complaining about Windows 8 on the tablet. No one's complaining about the phone. They're complaining about the PC. They're, that's what they don't like. And I think if the way to, to save that, if the, if the way to make everyone happy is to just add the option of putting a stop menu in there, just fucking do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, I'm just... It's still stupid. It is. Because people cry about that stop menu. I don't even remember spending that much time in my stop menu. It wasn't like a hangout point. You know what I mean? So I don't really care about the stop menu, stop screen, whatever. As long as I can get to my shit. But people are very passionate about this. So Microsoft, I think the best thing for them to do is just put a a damn check mark. Do you want a stop menu? Yes or no? If you do, great. No? All right, whatever. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, and I, I totally get that. However, you know, it is Microsoft's modus operandi that they tend to ignore criticism from their customer base. But, see, the thing is, in the last couple of years, that hasn't been there. there no, I can't even say whatever the fuck you said. That hasn't been their normal course of action. (laughs) Um, Ever since Gates left, they've been coming out with the consumer previews. 
giving their shit away for free for people to test before they release it. And, and they actually do listen to criticism. So the thing that's bugging me is, is that they're creating this we're what Apple was back in the mid-90s motif, <laughs> right? Right. And they're trying to be the good guy. That's fine. I don't think I don't think Microsoft's an evil company. That's a stupid thing to say. And I don't think Apple's an evil company either. They're just companies. They're both trying to make money. Um, it seems like with the start menu thing, and I know, I could just feel that there's some people in the Microsoft office that are like, fuck you, I don't want to put a damn start menu in there. There's a start screen now. You use it and you like it. Like, I know there's those people. And see, the thing is, they'll put the start menu in. That will make people happy at first. And then if people start, okay, I'm going to get that Windows phone. I'm going to get that Windows tablet. And then they're going to be like, oh, well, the start menu doesn't work well on these. You know what I mean? There's always going to be people bitching. Yeah. But we need to find a way to save the PC market. (laughs) (laughs) So if a start menu will save it, fuck it. You know what I mean? But I think – you know where I, I see the market going eventually? Huh. You're going to have your tablets and laptops and then towers like normal desktops. That's going to be the builder market. There'll still be a market for that. People yeah. building their own machines. But I think just the normal desktops, nobody's getting them anymore. No. You know, I have a desktop because it's a custom built joint. And downstairs I have the all-in-one. And like I think and the thing is is that most people that are going to get a desktop needed for a particular reason. Like most people that do f- film editing are going to use desktops, towers. They're going to use those. Because yeah, of, like, a, like a dope media server or a right. gaming computer or something like that. Yeah, which because a laptop aren't quite as powerful to be able to do that. You they're know? getting there. They're, but... yeah, they're, yeah, they're getting close, but and, – and most people like – I mean, you'll still have people that, but even like gamers, most gamers are still just using laptops, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, so it's slowly fizzing away from desktops, but, you know, it, but that's going to be the nature of the market. I think PCs were always going to be around it is, is a little silly, like to say like, but, but also to the flip side to say like, oh, well, PCs are going to die because tablets are better. No, they're not. Tablets are not better. If this is a situation is technology has matured to a point that everything is for a niche. Yeah. There isn't – you don't have to have one expensive device that does everything now because everything's cheaper. So you go, all right, here's a $200 tablet. You just want to check your email and bullshit around. Here's a, you know, a $600 laptop. Get some professional work done. Here's an $800 desktop so you can get some gaming. What do you need? Yeah. You know? So like – I mean, I think that's dope. I, I like that it's like that. But the PC market's in like a flux right now. Nobody knows what it's going to do. You know, and it'd be interesting to see in a couple of years what's going on. Yeah. But I also think, too, that PCs will probably go away from having prefabbed PCs. It'll pretty much go strictly to what do you need? We'll make it. And you know what that is? That's called heaven. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> if, if for people who want PCs, if the only two ways to get them is to order them directly from like someone like CyberPower or something or build your own, please. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Because these prefab piece of shit, proprietary fucking case systems suck. They suck. 
Yeah. All of them do. And, and what sucks too is that a lot of times you'll get computers, you're like, going, oh man, this has a lot of, this has uh, a lot of RAM, this has a lot of memory, but the graphics card's gonna suck balls. Or, yeah. or the other way around, graphics card's awesome, but it doesn't have enough RAM. So it's always a give and take. And unless you wanna spend a ton of money to get everything that you want, in which case, fucking just, you know, build your just own. Build one. Yeah. And save yourself a couple of grand wire on it. I told the customer this real quick story. He came in the store and he's like, um, I want the most powerful computer you got, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, have you ever thought about building your own? You know, And he goes, no, that's too complicated. I'm like, yeah, I'd be surprised. It's not that complicated anymore. And he's like, I don't want to build – I'm not going to build – like he got all offensive about it. I was like, god damn, dude. Like calm down. <laughs> like it, people are like terrified of computers. Oh, yeah. You know, some people, they, they're just like – they're mystical, magical boxes that – that they can't dare touch me, please. <laughs> like, I'll fucking tear a whole computer apart. I don't give a fuck. That's what I like about my desktop. Just reach over, pull the panel off, and do, 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 do. <laughs> you know, right. if I had any money to buy parts for it. Yeah, I know, but, right? You know, it is what it is. All right. Well, as we do each and every week, we find a company. As we proceed <laughs> to give you what you need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We find a company, person, or entity that does something that simply reeks of douchebaggery, and they become the Lazy Geeks Douchebag of the Week. Well, this week's douchebag is not a tr- is not the traditional douchebag that we have come to pretty much have almost every week. This week, we're actually a little light on douchebags, believe it or not. Everybody managed to keep their nose kind of clean this week, except... I found this and I thought, you know, it's – and it's not douchebaggery because I don't agree with it or simply it's just a stupid move. This one just seems that – I don't know if we're there yet. And here's the here's the thing. A rumor that was nearly as old as the internet itself is YouTube going subscription-based has finally happened. Many of us thought this was about the same as Facebook charging a monthly fee, but it appears that this was actually a thing. Starting last week, a small number of channels have begun a subscri- subscription-based service starting as little as 99 cents per month. Channels like Sesame Street, UFC, HDNet, and The Laugh Factory will begin offering paid channels. Don't whistle. Don't whistle. Sorry, you said Sesame Street. <laughs> uh uh, are offering paid channel services. Many people can tra- um, trace this back to the project last year that they had original content provided on the internet with um, providing uh, – yeah, let me try that again. Pro- uh, last year with original content provided by the internet's most famous names. Roger Corman has actually announced that he will be launching his own channel on the site later this year. Some channels, according to The Verge, will offer yearly discounts, and all will come with a 14-day free trial. As popularity for the new content moves away from television to the internet, it's curious to see how well this subscription-based model takes off, given that YouTube is the home for free video. Needless to say, it is sad to see Google needs to bring in revenue from other sources than advertising, but I'm sure we'll be subjected to them even when you pay for content. To check out the listing of paid channels, you can check them out on the Lazy Geeks website. So my reason for this being a douchebag 
is simply because will they actually attract people to to pay for it i mean that's just really the case like sesame street you can see that for free on tv mm-hmm. that's on free free tv yeah that's on free free tv that's public access free free tv uh ufc i don't know how many people actually watch ufc on youtube you know or the laugh factory or anything like that to me the the YouTube is trying to be something that it isn't. It's trying to be Netflix, which is what it seems like it's trying to go for. But at the same time, it's like, really? So – and and I look at it for, through a bigger base. So let's say I actually watch some of these channels. So I have to pay maybe a buck, maybe a couple of bucks to have a membership for Sesame Street and then another one for HDNet, another one for UFC how many memberships do I have to have, you know, it's like, can't you just do, well, if you pay one lump fee, you get all of this shit for free. Yeah. Like everybody else. does. Yeah. Like Netflix. So you pay us monthly fee. You can download as many movies as you want. And so to me, and I know you said you didn't give a shit one way or another about this. Well, I mean, I understand your point. I agree with you. I just don't give a shit because I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's one of those things that I'm not surprised that YouTube is trying this at all. I'm not surprised in the slightest. No, I'm not surprised that they're trying this either. Uh, just it just seems curious to me as to being a place. I mean, obviously, original content from like you know you putting your picture up of you know grandma slipping on an icy thing and laughing or whatever uh, will be free. But for me, it's kind of like – it's like I don't consider YouTube to be the place to go, oh, yeah, I want to go ahead and watch, um, you know, whatever. You know, I don't want to go – you know, it's not my first – oh, UFC. Oh, yeah, I'll go check it on um, YouTube, you know, the UFC channel. Because most times, more often than not, the stuff we're looking for is not stuff they're going to release. Now, see, YouTube used to be – before Google got it – used to be – the one that you could go watch all that shit on. <laughs> like you t- see, some of you young cats might not know, but when YouTube first came out, that was like mecca for videos. You could watch anything on there. Yeah, it was crazy. There were the dark bowels of YouTube too that would scare the piss out of you. Yeah, scare me to this day. And then Google took it over, and then it just became a clusterfuck. And then it just became a way to sell advertising. Oh my god, I know. It, it, and it's it's gotten to the point where you know it, it's it's kind of it's not it's really lost its luster and that's the thing it's like and that's another thing where we talk about uh, advertising here you're gonna have you know you're gonna have advertising within this so we're paying to watch your shit and at the same time we're gonna be subject to advertising yeah that's what I always thought was funny about Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> where you pay for Hulu, but you have to watch commercials. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It's like, what? What What are you thinking? Oh, man. Oh, there's more commercials on cable than there is on regular TV. But I pay for cable. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, well, you know what's funny? I was actually thinking about that. Is that there are so... there. I think there's more – there are probably about the same commercials because I always think that in cable, they're smaller – they're less commercial breaks. They're just longer. 
Yeah. They're, you get like three commercial breaks, but they're like fifteen minutes, forty-five long. minutes, no, <laughs> like an hour and a half long. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they feel like an hour. They feel like an hour and a half long. Where you literally could go to another channel, watch an entire episode, come back, and they're still just finishing the commercial break. You could the commercial break hits right. You could hit Netflix, and watch a movie, and then come back, and you only have to wait five more minutes. Yeah, exactly. And it still gives you enough time to go to the kitchen, grab yourself some snack, and come back. What pisses me off is when you see the same commercial every commercial break. Oh, God. Like, dude, come on. I, I have a friend who loves those AT&T commercials, you know, the guy with the kids. Those commercials are funny, though. They're funny, but not when you see the same one in every commercial yeah. break. That yeah. starts to get annoying. I mean, that's okay. Then you just, like, fail. Exactly, because, like, I'll see them on – you know, Channel 2 or, or 4, CBS, NBC, whatever. And it's it varies every couple of commercial breaks. But when you're on cable, and especially if a program is sponsored by AT&T, you're seeing that shit every commercial break. Yep. And it's a one way to get that thing, to get over that really quick. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. No, just kidding. Yay, yay. <laughs> I push rhymes like wait. I push rhymes like wait. Wow. Yay yay. Uh oh. By the way, uh, there was a uh, w- the title of this podcast is Hot and Cold Coffee. And I kind of wanted. We have a couple a uh, couple minutes. I wanted to kind of explain it real quick. We Adam and I got into a conversation about this because um one night this week I had coffee with a friend and I said hot coffee date and on it I said you know. Kudos to those of you that got the uh, GTA reference. And, of course, the person I was with was like, what's, the, what's that? What's the reference? What's that? <laughs> so, uh, well, once I told her, she laughed and thought it was hilarious. And then Adam goes and comes back with cold coffee. <laughs> and cold coffee. Cold coffee, yeah. So. Basically, what I was doing is further showing off my dominance in video game knowledge. <laughs> so, hot coffee was where they found that – because. Wasn't Rockstar? It, it was a mod, right? Or was no, it, Hot I, Coffee wasn't a mod. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I wasn't Rockstar, sure if it was a mod or if it was the actual thing. Rockstar made Hot Coffee for San Andreas, but they deactivated it from the game because it was going to give it an adult rating. Right. That just that one little sequence. And Hot Coffee is a mini game of sex. You have to press the buttons and you go off her moans. It's it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what the what Rockstar did though, since it was integrated into the game, they just deactivated it. They didn't. They left it there. So in the PC version, people made a mod that would turn it back on. And then they found out you could do that with, with some hacks on the console versions too. So then that happened, and then the ratings board was like, "Well, assholes! Everybody can do this now, so we're we're bringing that rating to adult." So the console versions got pulled from a lot of stores. Like, it got pulled from Walmart, Target, like stuff like that. This was when the game was already like two or three years old, mind yeah. you, but it was still selling like crazy because fucking San Andreas is the shit. That was an awesome game. That was a great game. And um, so <laughs> when they re-released the game, because remember they re-released it, right? They fixed the problem with a patch that they called Cold Coffee, which if you tried to reactivate Hot Coffee through a mod, it would like – it would break the game. Like it would just – it wouldn't work anymore. You'd be screwed. So that was Cold Coffee. Like I got Hot Coffee. Now you got Cold Coffee, bitch. <laughs> so that was Adam trying to uh, 
to uh, shut down my hot coffee moment. Oh, I wasn't shutting anything down. <laughs> I, I, listen, I didn't put it in the comment. We had a private conversation. That's how a man does it. Right. Because <laughs> a man doesn't need an audience to show he's the shit. He just needs that one cat to know that he's the shit. <laughs> that I know a bunch of useless information about video games. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I, I when I looked down at the show notes, I'm like, oh yeah, we didn't even mention that at all. So I was like, ah, oh, I'll bring it up now since we had a little time. And then just to be a dick, I started bringing up random shit. <laughs> like the first three dimension three dimensional Sonic game was supposed to be a Sonic Extreme for oh, the yeah. Sega Saturn. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just started bringing up random shit. So he's probably like this motherfucker's just his EP is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, before we head out, we want to remind you to check out the website, thelazygeeks.com, where you can get all sorts of news in the world of geekdom. Also, be sure to subscribe to our Lazy Geeks network on either iTunes or via the website, where you can get all our podcasting content, including In the Ink podcast, Lazy Ring of Death, and the Cinephile podcast. Like us on Facebook and add us to your circle on Google+. Follow us on Twitter, at the Lazy Geeks, or you can follow me, at Lazy underscore Nomad, or Adam over there, at Lazy underscore Sapien. The Lazy Geeks theme was provided by Kevin McLeod. So be sure to comment on this, because if you do, we just may read it on the podcast, time permitting. And remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. So until next week, a peace out. Oh, 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 oh.